and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred That Great. Theme music by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. It is our Thanksgiving show this week, and I'm hoping you're going to be enjoying the big uh, pile of horror we're going to be dishing up. Oh, yes. Uh, nothing so soft as uh, pigskins and parades here. We are teetered through suspense and mystery these past few weeks, and today we are dementing back to a Lovecraftian world of terror with the art of Pikmin. For the truly creative artists, um, their addiction is worse than any drug, and it's addiction that drives them to compete, in some cases, some unspeakable horrors, such as the horrors you're going to hear in this story, adapted from the H.P. Lovecraft story, Pikmin's model. Uh, it is released by a company called Mutt Media LLC. It was produced in conjunction with the University of Kansas and Old Father Studios, The Art of Pikmin, about an art dealer who searches a little bit too deeply um, when he wants to know what his demented client is all about. Oops. Uh, indulge, indulge, and enjoy this haunted tale. Catch you in a bit. Thank God you're here, Elliot. What? Yes. Yes, I know I'm more nervous than when you saw me last. There's plenty of reason, believe me. Yes, it has to do with Pikmin. No, I can't remember when I spoke with him last. Why the third degree? You weren't always so inquisitive. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be sure with you. Maybe you ought to know what happened. Here, let me pour some tea and I'll tell you. Boston never had a greater painter than Richard Upton Pikmin. I sensed there was something different about his work. I sensed it the first time he tried to sell his paintings through Boston Art Club. That's why I took him on as a client. Well, hello, Mr. Pickman. Uh, hello, Mr. Thurber. Uh, forgive me for not knocking. Your secretary told me to walk right in. Uh, quite all right. Good to see you again, sir. Likewise. Are you a tea drinker, Mr. Pickman? Uh, sure. I was just about to have a cup of Portsmouth. Care to join me? I, I'd love to. Cream? Please. Sugar? Two, please. So, you really think you can sell my work, Mr. Thurber? I do. I absolutely do. You tap into the surreal, the gothic, the otherworldly, like few painters I've ever seen. Any magazine cover hack could throw paint around and call it nightmarish or portrait of the devil. <laughs> but it's the great ones who could make such a thing that really scare a ring true. There's something the great ones catch beyond life. Dory had it. Semei had it. Angarola of Chicago had it. And you, sir, have it. <laughs> Why, thank you, Thurber. Did you bring the sketches like I asked? I did. Oh. Brilliant. Such detail. And the images. My God. Where do, where do you get images and visions like this? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? In hindsight, Elliot, I should have taken that nasty laugh as a bad sign. But I took him on. You remember that painting of his called Ghoul Feeding? 
tremendous achievement. But the club wouldn't exhibit it. The Museum of Fine Arts wouldn't accept it as a gift. And of course, no one would buy it. Nevertheless, my admiration for him grew. I started calling on him often. We never met at his studio. He had a strange insistence on this. We met at the art club in a private suite. He would bring his drawings and paintings. <laughs> if any member of the art club had seen him, we would have been kicked out for sure. <laughs> yes, Elliot, they were that macabre. Over time, he got confidential with me. Finally, one night, he opened up in a way I never thought he would. And in a way, I wish he hadn't. So, Thurber, did you read that essay I gave you about the whole skull and bones, the elder things, and the Area 51 conspiracy? Yes. And? <laughs> and I think, my friend, that the fellow who wrote it is either A, some Harvard fellow with too much time on his hands, or B, someone who should be committed to Arkham Sanitarium. <laughs> Maybe both. Well, I believe it. Are you saying that I should be committed? Uh, no, no, not at all. It's just a bit uh, far-fetched for me, I, I guess. Well, thank you for reading it anyway. And thank you for all the time you've spent with me. Uh, my pleasure. Not every agent would listen to me chatter on for hours about art and philosophy like you do. Well, you're not only my client, you're my friend too. Well, thank you. A, a toast to friendship. More wine? Of course. The day you agreed to take me on, you asked me where I get my visions from. Remember that? Sure. Do you still want to know? Huh. Where does all that brilliance come from? I think that you would get a better idea from it if you were to see my studio. It's in my home. What? Are you saying you want to People take me back... People are having less and less to do with me, Thurber. The so-called art critics, patrons, exhibitors. No one cares about my work anymore. Except maybe you. And it gets lonely in that old big house. Besides, I feel that I can be... Confidential with you. Confidential? There are things in my house, on my street, in my neighborhood that, well, you'll see when you get there. <laughs> what? Are you saying those figures in all your paintings and drawings are real? That there's ghouls and whatnots? <laughs> and what if I said yes? <laughs> then I'd say you're the fellow who should be committed to Arkham. <laughs> then why don't you come see for yourself if you don't believe me? <laughs> I'm probably mad for asking this, but when would you like to take me there, Pikmin? Well, tonight we'll leave the bar right now. Why not? It's not as if I've got anything else to do. The art world is having about as much to do with me as it is with you since I took you on. But know this, Pikmin. What? If you've rigged up your studio into some sort of haunted house for some elaborate practical joke, I've seen it all. So there's nothing you can do that will scare me. Fair enough. Let's go. We walked to Copley Station for the underground and boarded the train there. As we rode, Pikmin sat staring out the window at the blackness. He only spoke to me once while we were underground, but his lips never stopped moving. It was as if he were in a trance. 
He spoke to himself in small, airy whispers. I only got bits and pieces of what he was saying, but I didn't recognize the language. He snapped out of it when he heard the conductor say, Next stop, Haymarket! Haymarket, next stop! Well, this is it. Our stop. We emerged from the subway in a part of town I'd never seen. Above ground, Pickman seemed more or less his old self. He began to share his theories on art. You know, Thurber, there are things that won't do for Newbury Street. Things that are out of place here and can't be conceived here. It's my business to catch the overtones of the soul. And you really need the old streets for that. What makes one street better than the last? Most of Boston isn't anything yet. It's had no time to pick up memories or spirits. I need ghosts. And human ghosts, who have looked on hell and knew the meaning of what they saw. Here in the North End, I can show you houses that have stood for two centuries or more. Houses that have witnessed what would make any modern house crumble into powder. In the alleys I have found a place time has not touched. I'm intrigued. Skeptical, but intrigued. It's getting dark. Good thing we're nearly there. More tea, Elliot. No? Anyway, Pickman led us through a maze of narrow alleys. Cars disappeared. Brownstones turned to crumbled gables. Pavement gave way to cobblestones. Streetlights vanished into the ether behind us. Only the moon, filtered through the mist, provided us light. The night was piercing. The chill penetrated my soul. Ah, here we are. We rounded the last corner. Before us stood something the likes of which I had never seen. It was like an old silent movie right down to the gaslights. I stepped aside as a horse-drawn carriage slowly moved by. This is my special corner of the world. No electricity, no phones, only the vast expanse of humanity, such as it is. You have wondered why I haven't given you a telephone number or an email address? Here they just simply don't exist. Your cell phone won't even get a signal. It probably won't even come on. <laughs> That's funny. I charged it this afternoon before we met at the bar. My watch is dead. I just put a new battery in last week. What? How is this possible? Act of God, if you believe in that sort of thing. Possibly something much more sinister. Sinister? Smell the air, Thurber. That's the odor of life and death. People here knew how to live, or uh, know how to live. You know, how to enlarge the bounds of life. The buildings had a sinister look. I still wondered if this were some elaborate prank perpetrated by Pickman to get the best of me for whatever reason. A few people walked the streets. Their clothing appeared centuries old. Though they stayed mostly in the shadows, they seemed to have a sickening color and almost fish-like look. I thought my mind was deceiving me. Did you know the whole North End once had a set of tunnels that kept certain people in touch with one another's houses and the burying ground and the sea? Really? Some say ancient cultists. 
In fact, the old ones say, Let them prosecute and persecute above ground. Things go on every day that can't be reached. And voices laughed at night that can't be placed. Mm. Make yourself at home. May I get you a drink? Something a little stronger this time. Some absinthe, maybe? Thanks. What shall we drink to now, Thurber? I don't know. Ah, I've got it. To my muse, the grotesque. <laughs> okay, uh, sure. Cheers. So, uh, what is this place? This is my home. It was built in 1709, on the foundation of a home that's even older. The original building was built in 1645, and it was a meeting place for some esoteric order that rebelled against the Puritan presence. It burned in 1700. This house was built on top of the remains. Interesting. It looks... old. Yes, but we're not here for a history lesson. We're here for art. My art. Yes. Your art. I have some of my older works on display in the next room. Come. This is what I refer to as my colonial collection. It's simple, but I say it still speaks volumes. And speak it did, Elliot. Monstrous volumes. The backgrounds were basic, as he said. Old churchyards, deep woods, cliffs by the sea, brick tunnels. But the madness and monstrosity lay in the figures, seldom completely human. They were all in various stages of feeding. And the colors. How strange. Yellows and greens were all muted. The darker colors are typically darker colors. The grays, blacks, deeper shades of blue were vibrant. Ah, look at this one. I have a particular fondness for it. I call it the lesson. It reminds me of the old myths of creatures stealing human babies and leaving their spawn in the cradles. Nice. You have a good eye. Notice the parallel between the non-human and human forms. The beasts are often developed from the human. Morbid, but appropriate for the times, I suppose. These are mere trifle. Would you like to see my more modern studies? Think you have the stomach for it? Of course. Lead on. Let's have another drink first. All right. Mm. It's smooth, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Good Lord. I felt faint, Elliot. I had to grasp the doorway to keep from falling. The other room showed demons of our past. But this room? Remarkable, isn't it? I couldn't help but look at those paintings and wonder if anyone would buy them. But that only lasted briefly, as Pickman unveiled a large painting in the center of the room. This piece I call Subway Accident. Look at the faces, the anguish, the horror. It was horrific. Flocks of vile things were flowing from a crack in the floor of the subway tunnel. They were attacking people who were fleeing, smoking subway cars. There was a fiendish glee on the creatures' faces. So horrific. Are those supposed to be demons? Perhaps. I'm not sure if they have a name. I've never asked them. Why? 
Do they scare you? Uh, Certainly not. I've seen grimmer stuff. Good. Then you must see my studio. Let me grab my lamp. The lights don't work so well down there. We should freshen that drink, don't you think? Uh, Yeah, I... I guess. Oh, oh. What's that smell? Did you hear that? What? Just, just, just a second ago. It was a shriek, a wild animal or something. Maybe it was one of those demons from my paintings. Better follow close unless you're afraid. We continued on. My host leading the way felt as if we were walking down miles of steps. There was something in the air, Elliot. Something I could not define. These are the remains of the original building. Careful now. Are you alright? I just slipped, that's all. I may have bruised my shoulder, but I'll be fine. How about something to soothe the old nerves after that little jolt? Another drink? Uh, I... Okay. Yes. The stone steps get quite slippery from the dampness. And these old stone walls, well, they're a bit jagged. Wouldn't want you to get hurt, Thurber. Not yet, anyway. As you can see, my friend... Wait a minute. What did you mean by that? What? When you said, not yet, anyway, what did you mean by... What do you mean you don't want me to get hurt yet? I didn't say that. Yes, you did. I just heard you. Your mind is playing tricks on you, Thurber. You know, maybe you are afraid. Afraid to see where I work. Afraid to see what, until now, has been the great unknown. I am not afraid. Really? Good. Then let's continue. First, one more for the road, as they say. Now, as I was saying, these stairs go quite deep. I believe we're on the upper level of the old tunnel system. It's amazing to know that you're so far under the surface, isn't it? To know that there are monstrous things happening above you. And to realize that you could go so much deeper if you chose to. I should warn you. The next room is dark, and you would do well to stay near the edge. The edge? Sure. Well? What do you think? I think I found the source of the smell. I smell the sea and something... I don't know, something else. Is that a pit? Yes, it's a pit. I've never tried to climb down. There are stairs on the other side, just out of light's reach. Lead down, but the wood is rotten after three centuries of moist air. It's difficult to make out the other side. Come, my studio is right through this door. Ah, I really should oil these hinges. This is my inner sanctum, as it were. What the devil was that? What? The shrieking just then. What made that noise? Shrieking? You're insane, Thurber. 
That was just the wind. <laughs> that wasn't the wind, Pikmin. Tell me what's down there. There are a lot of noises down there. That pit and the tunnels beyond connect to any number of gruesome things. A den of wildcats, the sea crashing against the rocky shore, a sightless monster. But enough of that. I want you to see my latest painting. It's still entitled. Please, tell me what you think. Good God, Pikmin. What is this supposed to be? What I saw, Elliot was a colossal, nameless blasphemy with glaring red eyes, holding a man, what was left of him, in his bony claws. It looked so real. Well, Thurber, do you like it? Uh, I'm not sure what to say about it. I've never seen the actual breath of life so fused into a canvas. That monster is there. It's... it's really there. I'll take that as a compliment. Pikmin, there is no way you can capture something so horrible from just your imagination. Yes. You're right. I say ah, I say ah, riega, riega, bi sha, bi sha, zi el ka, zi el ka. Aya ketaru, aye ketaru, aye ketaru. What are you doing? Pikmin, don't let me go. Thurber, Thurber. You're not supposed to talk with your mouth full. I thought you were raised in polite Bostonian society. Surely you haven't forgotten your blue-blooded etiquette. Let me go, you lunatic! You know you asked me where I get my inspiration from. The work you've sold and profited from. At least until recently, you remember that old saying about writers, about how they should write about what they know. It's true for painters, too. A painter paints best what he sees. And I mean what he sees in real life experiences, and that's all I am doing. Why am I hanging here? What are you doing with me? See, Thurber, painting is an addiction. When you create art and people rave about it, it gives you a certain rush. A rush that's better than heroin, better than cocaine, and better than absinthe. But one must keep feeding that addiction, Thurber. That's where you come in. To feed my addiction, I've got to feed my inspiration. To do that, I've got to keep feeding those things in that pit. Understand now? You belong in Arkham. Come now, Thurber, don't be cross. You've wondered where I get my inspiration. Well, now you get to see and be a part of it. It's just as well. You never really appreciated my vision, did you? You just wanted all the money you could get off poor, macabre Pikmin. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. I know you were going to stop pushing my paintings. You thought I was going too far. Please, please, Richard, let me go. I'll sell any, any painting you want me to. I'll still be your friend. Please. They must have run short of food. They sound like they're devilishly anxious for more. Let's whet their appetites, shall we? 
come now, it couldn't have hurt that much. Believe me, I could have cut you worse than that. I just needed to make a small nick with my knife to arouse them. All they need is just a small scent of blood. It sounds like it worked. I'll go fetch them then, and I'll have all my subjects ready to paint. Stay here and make yourself comfortable. I'll only be a minute. Ever see a classic Colt revolver, Thurber? I recommend them. I carry them whenever I'm inspired to paint. My subjects, though ones in that pit, they aren't always agreeable about posing for me. I could have at least left a light, Pikmin. I have to have a way to get out of here. I can't see. There's a toolbox right over there. If I can swing my legs. Good. Now maybe if I can pick up that screwdriver with my fingers. Pikmin! Forget him. Got it. Okay. Where's the door? I can't see a thing. Oh. They're getting closer. Oh. Please, God. Please, God, let me get out of here. What was that? What was that? Let me go! Let me go! Please, God. Don't let it get me in that pit. Give me something to grab onto! Yes! I got it. That's it. A few more inches. Give me next to it, you freak! Come on. That's it. Okay, I got it. Now. Don't miss. Don't miss, Trevor. I'm loose. <laughs> I'm loose. Okay. Stay close to the wall. <laughs> good. Oh. Oh, good God. There must be hundreds of them down there. <laughs> oh. Wait, where's the door? Keep trying! Keep trying to hit me! <laughs> yeah. I'm free! Oh, please, God. God, please. 
please let the cell phone work. Oh. Why won't the cell phone work? Why won't this damned phone work? Help me, please, somebody help me! <laughs> the next thing I knew, I was here. I don't know what's become of Pikmin, Elliot. I don't like to guess. You might have surmised I had some inside information on him, but I don't. I think you'll understand why I don't tell the police. They would ask me to guide them, but I couldn't go back there. Even if I knew the way. I'm not sure I could find it, or if anyone could. Excuse me for barging in, Mr. Thurber. Your door was open? Quite all right. I was just having my usual cup of Portsmouth tea and chatting with my friend here. What friend? The one sitting across from me, beside the painting next to my bathroom. Um, there's no one else in the room, sir. What do you want? Can't you see I'm busy with company? Well, sir, one of the patients from the drug rehab ward is running around, threatening the other patients. Did you hear anything in the hall? <laughs> Certainly not. We're asking the patients to evacuate their rooms and gather in the dining room, so we can do a thorough room search. Your friend can come if he wants. Very well, then. Come along, Elliot. <laughs> Leave your tea here. God, that's a creepy painting. <laughs> it's a Pikmin. <laughs> it's called Elliot. <laughs> that was the model's name. The human in the middle. <laughs> Look at the colors. <laughs> really, he... He kind of looks like you. Right this way, sir. Come along, Elliot. <laughs> The Art of Pikmin was written by Jeremy Riggs and Sean Roney based on the H.P. Lovecraft story Pikmin's Model. It starred Jeremy Riggs as Thurber, Derek Sellens as Pikmin, and Cam Jakes as the Orderly. It also featured the voices of John DeVore, Muriel Green, Matt Hovert, Robert Hurst, and Sean Roney. The producer was Robert Hurst. The director was Sean Roney. The engineers were John DeVore and Cam Jakes. Mixing was done by Jeremy Riggs. Music supervision was by John DeVore with original music by Michael Cash. This audio play was produced in cooperation with the University of Kansas and Old Father Studios and is distributed by Mutt Media LLC and Old Father Studios. To learn more about this and other KU productions, visit the KU Department of Theater and Film webpage at www.ku.edu. Copyright 2009, Old Father Studios, all rights reserved. <laughs> all right, there you go. Hungry ghouls for Thanksgiving. Now, if only we had some fat gobbler to give them. Uh, anyways, uh, next week, another twisted tale to bring us into the month of December. Um, then we'll be switching over to holiday programming in our mood around here of changing into something completely different. That's Radio Drum Revival for you. Um, in the meantime, remember you can find over 150 hours of original audio drama programming at www.radiodramarival.com. You can learn all about the latest in audio drama news by following us on Twitter at Radio Drama, or search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival or iTunes Radio Drama Revival. 
And that wraps it up for this week. Read and Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhelge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com is labor love. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.